Priscilla McKinney, CEO and Mama Bird here at Little Bird Marketing. You're listening to Flock Stars, the Ponderings from the Perch miniseries. In this season of Flock Stars, we're showcasing amazing people who attended the 2018 Women in Research Executive Retreat. You'll get to hear from these market research experts in short, bite-sized episodes. Today with me, I have Katrina Noel, and you're going to love this conversation. Probably we could talk for a very, very long time, but we are going to try and keep to this mini series and really hit some of the highlights. But you're going to love this guest. Uh, Katrina Noel is the president of No Research, and she is the co-founder of Scoot. And of course, we had a great time at the 2018 Wire Executive Retreat. And first of all, it was really a retreat for me. But Katrina, welcome to the show. And I have to say, you didn't go very far being in San Francisco. So welcome to the show and tell us about whether that was a retreat for you or not. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Priscilla. Um, I tried to make it one. It was a bit difficult to do when we could almost see the office oh, that's from the good. back deck. <laughs> of the facility, but it was a mental retreat. Let's put it that way. Okay. Okay. I like that. Well, we were in Tiburon and I mean, you, it's just totally gorgeous, but you know, for, for me coming so far for the retreat, yeah, it's easy to unplug, but um, hopefully, hopefully people honored your bit of space that you needed to create, but it was juicy, great content, right? It was fantastic. It was, and it was, this year we had um, a kind of bonus half a day, also, because um, I was at the retreat in 2017 as well. And it just even more thoroughly kind of put a great cap on the event with that extra half day. I thought so, too. And not quite everybody could make it to that last half day. But I found that morning so packed full because we just got in jam packed into this room and really started riffing off each other and, you know, just honestly putting on the table, hey, this is what I need help with. It was so cool. You had a lot of great insight in that morning, too. It was just a great time to put brains together. Yeah, <laughs> that is a room with some pretty crazy brains, I have to say. So, But you, you know, I wanted to start with something just a little bit more personal since people didn't get a chance to lounge around in Tiburon with you like I did. Um, but a little bit more personal, I thought, let's start with like, what is what you would consider maybe a superhero power. What do you bring to the table? And you could you could do this personally and professionally, but, you know, you have a lot of experience, you know, uh, at really driving a company with profit. But what is your actual superpower in all of that? Superpower is a very difficult question. <laughs> I have a lot of superpowers that I would like to have. Oh, what, what um, would you like to have? That's, that's a good um, one. Well, I think it kind of goes with the superpower I've cultivated. So I usually tell people I'm time zone agnostic. <laughs> so <laughs> whatever time it happens to be and wherever I land and wherever the client is, that's what time it is for me. I sort of don't believe in jet lag. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's only to make up for the fact that my superpower is not dividing myself into four versions of myself to be everywhere I need to be. So um, <laughs> I think I, I would sign up for any superpower they gave that expanded the day and gave you more time in more places at once, but I do what I can. Right. Well, I love that, you know, and even the speaker that we had at Wire Exec, the, um, uh, uh, Anise Kavanaugh, about being present, you know, that's part of a superpower of not having jet lag. It's like, if I'm here, this is where I am. That's another way of looking at it. It's true, because you do just have to plant your feet on the ground where you end up, because when life pulls you a number of different ways, it doesn't mean that you can't be less present in any of those given situations. So, yeah, that's definitely part of it, too. Consider yourself lucky hearing this announcement. I guess you must be living right or something. 
We had so much fun imagining this amazing Flock Stars Women in Research miniseries. Then we got to actually see it come to life. And we hope you do not miss an episode because these are truly epic women. But we wanted to celebrate by doing something really cool. So we thought of this crazy idea and we're going to do a giveaway. We put together a prize package. It is full of amazing stuff you actually want. Trust me. So for starters, you'll get two books from the speakers that we featured in the Wire Exec Retreat. Nilifer Merchant's book will be first, The Power of Onlyness, Make Your Wild Ideas Mighty Enough to Dent the World, and Contagious Culture. Show up, set the tone, and intentionally create an organization that thrives by Anise Cavanaugh. They were amazing speakers at Wire Exec Retreat. I know you're going to love those books, but we're going to throw in more. We love rad women worldwide, artists and athletes, pirates and punks, and other revolutionaries who shaped history. I'm going to throw that in. We're great friends with another epic woman, Sarah Marshank. We're going to throw in her book, Being Selfish, and also Pause. Harnessing the life-changing power of giving yourself a break by my dear, dear friend, Rachel O'Mara. I'm also going to throw in one of my favorites, a book called Porn for Women. Now, this book is not what you think it is, but trust me, you will laugh so hard reading this book, you will cry. I know we'll throw in some Little Bird marketing stuff, a t-shirt, a tote bag, and some other things like that. And all of our friends that we talked to about this cool giveaway off the cuff started sending things in. So every day this prize package is growing and it'll be fun. So just go to littlebirdmarketing.com forward slash badass women and you can enter to win. It's as simple as that. Tell us just a little bit of your story. Like, what's the difference of your role there at No Research and with starting up Scoot? What's the difference between those two things? Yeah, so No Research has been around for a number of years now. It's a full-service qualitative consultancy. Um, We do a bit of quant, but we focus on the qual. And um, it's a very robust team serving a few different industries, uh, primarily retail and financial services. Um, And that has been living and breathing for a while now. Um, Janet Sandin and I, the co-founder at Scoot Insights, got together about three years ago and decided there was a need, um, basically from our clients, mostly in the Bay Area, to rev up the qualitative process. So we really put together a technique and a methodology that specifically allows us to keep qualitative in the process. Um, it's just an efficient and effective way of getting some qual into the into the mix. So um, I think of no research as kind of the bigger, you know, exploratory, um, all over the map, kind of whatever qualitative can do and scoot being a way to scoot in and scoot out and get qualitative involved in decision making. Well, is that a um, an answer maybe to the dilemma that we're all in right now that people are being asked to do so much more with less and that includes less time? But great qualitative takes a lot of time. So is that what Scoot's answering? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think people, there is a value to the voice of the consumer. People don't want to leave it out of the process. Mm -hmm. Um, But often the weeks of setup time does not happen at the same pace as the iteration that companies are doing internally. The fact that they are in agile development processes, why is there not an agile research process to go along with it? So we try to match the pace of what our clients are doing on a regular basis in their own industries with the scoop process pace. Um, And it does not mean it's quick and easy. It means that (laughs) it is a very intensive process and of like layering of people and skill sets to make it happen in what seems like a very short amount of time. Right. So you're bringing a lot of people with very high expertise in order to move it along. 
Exactly. I love that. I love that. So here's something um, that I've heard a couple of times. One of my um, one of my coaches said this to me, that the problem that the client brings to you is not the problem. And it was kind of a maxim. I was like sitting there, okay, is that true? And how should I respond to this? But I was kind of curious what your thoughts are about that, because you really do create bespoke, you know, qualitative studies. So do you ruminate a little bit on that for me on that on that maxim? Do you think that's true? And how does it apply to you? I think in a certain degree, there's not an objective on the table if it's not an objective, right? There Mm -hmm. is a question to be answered that there is a problem to be solved. Um, But I think this is where we as third party researchers really have a role to play still in our Um, kind of lack of bias, lack of being in the weeds Mm -hmm. of that problem is that we uncover things during the research process that may seem tangential at first to that primary objective, but play such a role in the complexity of the situation. So when we build a project to answer an objective, things come up along the way. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, um, it's something that we always spend a lot of time telling our clients that this needs to be a collective iterative process, you client need to be in the works because you have a certain level of expertise in this industry. This is what Mm -hmm. you live and breathe every day. But we have to then have a conversation between you and us as the researchers that are uncovering things that you may not be aware of and that affect what the answer is or what the problem you're going to solve. So um, I think it's a dialogue to determine, you know, what what nets out of that process. How do you stay so open, you know, in research? It's one of those things that, you know, it, it to me, it's so easy to get that problem, start going down research one way and it, the flexibility that you must have to keep mentally in order to not get fixated on what you think the outcome is. What, tell me a little bit about that. How do you do that as a researcher? Actually, that comes back to the staying present that we were talking about before. Maybe that <laughs> is your superpower. superpower. <laughs> well, because as a researcher, it's not about you or your agenda or your expectations. It's about whoever you're speaking with, right? So you have to be in the moment from with them mm-hmm. and listen empathetically to where they're coming from and hear what they're saying so that you can then step back and put that into the mix, right, with a number of other people that you've spoken to and look at that collectively. So it's about letting whoever the participant is in the conversation guide it. Um, Often, you know, the traditional discussion guide is a list of questions that happens in a certain order. But I think the openness needs to start with that. Um, In a way, it's less important to have a quote unquote guide than more of a checklist that if you know you understand these 10 things about a person when you leave that conversation, you will have gotten their point of view. And if you concentrate on understanding that person in those ways, then you're not, your bias isn't in it. you know, 10 other interviews you've had is not in the room because what's in the room is understanding those things about them. Right. Just you're you're completely focused in the moment with you. You're right. This is a superpower of yours. I've uncovered <laughs> I've uncovered <laughs> Katrina's superpower. Well, there's also some other things that set your business apart. Um, you know, you talk a lot about how important it is for qualitative researchers to have boots on the ground. You also talk a lot about, you know, um, some of the expertise that you have in moderating some of the techniques. Can can you pick one thing like that? Do you think really, you know, sets your company apart and elaborate on it a little bit for us? Yes. The reason we started using the phrases boots on the ground mm-hmm. and we also have to say the front lines 
of research uh, is because our investigators on the no team are not worker bees. They're not, no work is getting shuffled off, right? These are, I am so lucky to be surrounded by a amazing team of super intelligent seasoned researchers. And that's who gets on the project. That's who meets the client at the beginning. That's whose boots are on the ground doing the research itself. Um, And to be perfectly honest, I didn't know that was a competitive advantage until my marketing manager joined and she interviewed everybody on the team and asked, them what they thought our competitive advantage was. And that came back. And I just, I had this amazing moment of, yes, like the team is the team that you get. And I feel very privileged to to be in their mix on a regular basis. But it didn't happen. You know, it's not luck. That came from a real grounded, you know, uh, value that you have in owning the answer, you know, in the process. And the quality of the, the belief in the insights and the quality of the collection is the quality of the insights, right? right? And it's people who care. It's people who, you know, are trained to a certain degree and then also have a passion for this and also find people fascinating. I think that's the main job criteria in qualitative is to just be fascinated by other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that all comes into the mix as well. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I want to go somewhere and just people watch with you. <laughs> you have an incredibly <laughs> deep sense of curiosity. So <laughs> um, you must be really interesting at cocktail parties too. Well, we get to know a lot of depth about a lot of odd things. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there's some there's some topics where I have strange treasure troves of depth of information. It makes for a good cocktail party. Oh, yeah, that's going to be good. Or maybe it'll really come in handy on some tr- pub trivia night or something. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, one of the other things that obviously we talk about a lot, but what is the key differentiator when you are a uh, women-owned or woman-owned uh, you know, company. So tell me a little bit about that, because obviously our the reason why we're doing this Minnesota is because we shared um, a lot of uh, great insight and camaraderie um, in wire, you know, exec. So women in research, obviously, we think there's there's something very special we need to uh, collaborate on together. But as for you as a company, as a CEO, as a president, as a co-founder in those shoes, like what does it mean to you? What's the differentiation about being women-owned? It's been an interesting year in that process. We recently were certified as women-owned, which was an interesting experience to me because, well, of course I am. But it's actually a very <laughs> formal process to be allowed to say that about oneself. Did you, um, did you want me to give you the badge? <laughs> right. How are we proving this? Yes. Um, but having that focus, be put on that part of my business as actually we've started talking about being female driven. Interesting. And yeah, it was interesting to kind of play around with what that word was going to be. Was it female forward? Was it, you know, do we even talk about it? Do we just quietly be female? You know, how do we, how do we approach this? (laughs) And so we, we kind of landed on female driven because that's who's behind the wheel of our team. And um, it's come out of a, personal history for me about endorsing and supporting women in the research industry, because that's how I ended up where I am from mentorship and support. And so to be able to turn around at this point in my career and, and turn that light (laughs) towards Mm -hmm. others that are coming up in the industry. um, So that's what I try to do in my internal team. I'm involved in a few mentorship programs, including the wire program. Mm -hmm. Um, We do a pro bono research project every year for some sort of women focused 
cause. Um, that's really important to us. We make um, yearly donations to Allstate uh, Purple Purse. And we just try to to give back both to the research community and to the community as a whole from this female perspective. And so, you know, I get the question of, well, what, you know, men can't be interviewers or <laughs> researchers. And it's not about that at all. Um, it's, it's really just about the community that I grew up in and that I've formed and the amazing asset that, that we are. Uh, it's a, it's a bit, it's, it's very interesting for me. We work in a very female dominated industry. Qualitative in the U S is a very female centric game. Right. right. Um, but that's not the case in a lot of our client organizations and in some of our vendors. And, you know, I mean, we still have to remember that we have that stake in the ground, even when we are supported by an amazing community of fellow women-owned businesses, which we are. Well, that is so cool. And this is a good time for me also to give a free plug, which I know you'll love, for WIRE, because it is free to join. And I think, you know, it's really important to point it out. Yes, we're at, at WIRE Exec and, and at this level of the game where we are being able to, to give back the wire execs, we do pay in, but that's because we are at a place where we, 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 we can give back. But just to join wire is completely free. And, and, and I think that's such a cool part, but I'm happy to hear this about, you know, you doing the pro bono work, um, for, for another women owned organization. Is there one you want to share that was really successful or? Yeah, we've we've done a lot of work locally with Women Inc., which mm-hmm. is an organization, um, basically a next step if women are getting out of a bad domestic circumstances, where do they go? And it's um, an organization that provides assets and networks and um, tools for them to take the next step. And uh, we ended up coming in and working with them on their volunteer program because they were reshaping their volunteer program. Uh, And so we did a lot of work with the volunteers on the transformation of that program um, to attract and retain more volunteers within the group. So things like that, where, you know, where all of these organizations that are either a nonprofit or women donor or both still have operational organizational business uh, problems, issues, concerns, you know, that still benefit from research. So we try to put ourselves out in that way. That, you know, this is what we do. Can we do this for you? Is there any problem that you need to solve in your organization that we can help with? Well, I love that. And what I also hear from you is that the the, the drive that you have, it, both in the being female driven and also the pro bono work, that this is all coming from a real deep sense of gratitude. There's been people who have helped you along the way. And so you're turning around and helping other people. It's that is such a cool motivation. And it comes out. It comes out in the spirit of the way that you do things. And I, I really appreciate that about you. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the actual meeting, the Wire Exec Retreat, which was so crazy great. But what did you personally get out of it this time? Was it a little bit different than the last time for you? Or share share maybe an insight you got so that people can maybe, you know, look from outside through the window and, and get some, some, you know, juicy piece of goodness. Well, I will say that this was my second year. And I was more prepared this year. (laughs) It is intense, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, for the degree of laying your cards on the table in front of a group of your peers in a very open, honest way and going through a lot of exercises and listening to a lot of content that's very, it's emotional, it's challenging, it makes you take a notebook full of notes about things you have to do in your life. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, st- and then the encouragement is, wait, you don't have to do all of this, like assess what is going to feed you. Right. And what you are going to, to tackle in the next year and set some goals around it. 
So the first year, I think I really was thinking of it as, oh, I don't know, a networking event. And, you know, it's going to be good for the business, blah, blah, blah. And then I realized, oh, I have to show up. Like I personally (laughs) have to to put myself into the mix. And so this year I was really excited about being able to do that, not be surprised by it, but being able to uh, really set some goals and set some goals in what I could accomplish in the next year, what I wanted to, what my life wanted to be like, where the businesses you know, should be going and to just use that time for me and to think about next steps and growth around like a very supportive community who's all trying to figure that out too. But the nuances, you know, when we say our goals at the end of it for the, for the next year, hearing how diverse and where everybody is in their life and how much that affects their goals for their business, just, it's just a treat to, to be present for yeah. that sharing. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, you know, some of them are very personal goals, some of them are very professional goals, but I feel very supported on both of those, <laughs> both levels. Um, exactly. It's such a cool And mix. supported in the fact that both of those levels exist. It's yeah. important to support that, mm-hmm. right? Just that they're both in the room. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as you're, you know, growing a company really in the in the throes of really getting it to, you know, that what what is the ideal? Because you're, you're, you know, face it, I mean, you're past the the brutal startup, you know, by far. Um, and so right. this, this is really a point where you can think, but well, yeah, but what else for me? What else could be here? What could be ideal? And those were some really cool conversations, I thought. Definitely. Well, I want to make sure that people find you. So um, you've got to go check out No Research, and it's K-N-O-W Research. I know it sounds like we're saying no, like no research for you, <laughs> but that's not what we're saying. So K-N-O-W Research.com and also ScootInsights.com, and that's Insights with an S. So check out both of those. Um, Katrina Noel um is the president of No Research, but the co-founder of Scoot. So I I think it'd be fun for you to go look at both of her sites there and um, see the difference. Um, So Katrina, thank you so much for joining me on this small uh, little mini-sode and uh, recapping some of the goodness that came out of the Wire Exec meeting. I really appreciate it. Of course, my pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Flock Stars. We'd love to hear from you, so be sure to give us a review and rating on iTunes or wherever you downloaded this podcast. Happy marketing! This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.